Well, welcome everyone to another Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Robert Peek, and I'm here with Todd Brown. Hello, Robert. Hello, everyone. Hey, Todd. So we were talking briefly about what we should talk about, as we often do, uh, just just before these podcasts. And um, so I was talking a little bit about, um, you know, well, I'll, I'll let you speak for yourself, but just this idea that, you know, uh, GTD can help you when you're at the end of a long week. It's Friday here, you know, and we're all kind of back into the swing of things after the holidays and, um, um, you know, cranking away, um, you know, and, and so just that idea that you're, you're not necessarily your best changes, I guess. You're not always, you know, at this um, incredibly high state of sharp and able and raring to go, um, but that GTD works in that place too. So Todd, do you want to want to kick off with a little more about that? I thought that was really an interesting observation. Yeah, I think you know what I what I keep getting drawn back to is this idea that when we decide what to do, <clears throat> um, there are a number of you know there are a number of things that that have an impact on a good decision, right? What what to choose to focus on, and so the example that I'll sometimes quote in one of my seminars will be, "Hey, you know." it's the end of a long day. I say it's the end of a seminar day, let's say, right? And seminars, um, I don't do a huge number of them these days, but the ones that I do, I mean, seminars take a lot out of me. I, I love the work. I absolutely groove on it. I absolutely enjoy it. But it's also, you know, me on for eight hours, right? Which is, which is, takes a lot of energy. And so at the end of a seminar day, one of the things that I've come to realize over the years is that I am just not in a mental state to do any kind of, uh, you know, let's call it mental heavy lifting, right? So um, it's in those situations where I just need to be sensitive to that and realize, well, if one of the things that I have on one of my next actions list is I need to do a bit of a brainstorm on a strategy for a new approach to this client, that's probably not the right time to do it. So it's, it's, I think there's a sensitivity and a self-awareness there to, uh, to the idea that we're not always high performers uh, and what's appropriate for us to focus on is going to depend on among other things. I mean, you know, again, in, in the, um, in one of the models we introduced, we talk about the fact that what context you're in has an impact on what you choose to do, right? Like, where am I? What tools do I have to hand? Today, I'm working from my home office, <clears throat> you know, regardless of whether, you know, um, as I'm deciding what to do, uh, you know, choosing something off of my uh, off of my office list, that is the things I can only do at the office, uh, it's not going to help. So context is one thing. Time available is something else we consider. And then we have this idea of, of energy levels, which is, I think, kind of what we're talking about here. You know, it's it's how it's an appreciation of how how sharp am I feeling, how kind of up for you know up for kind of deep deep thought uh, do I feel at the moment? Um, and you know, as you say, it's it's now what is it here? It's quarter past four on a Friday afternoon. Uh, I've been hard at it. Uh, I've been hard at it for for pretty much the whole day, and. Um, it's timely. <laughs> it's timely. I'm hoping that I'm stringing, you know, complete sentences together here. You're going to have to, you're going to have to back me up. So far so good. Yeah. So far. I, we'll, <laughs> we'll, see how, we'll see how the way, how, as, as the podcast wears on, you know, how you do, but uh, yeah, if you, if you're not off, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll yell or something. I'll shout. Thank you. Um, no, I, I completely agree. You know, and I love that quote from David, that part of being high performance as an individual is recognizing you aren't always, High performance. So, so, how do you deal with what's real? You talked. You talked. I think a lot about awareness, and rightly so, because 
you know, at, at the higher level game, to me, GTD is an awareness process, right? And it's it's awareness of how you work that helps you to sort of work work smarter and and better. But it also, I think, helps you to recover smarter and better, um, helps you to enjoy um, things smarter and better, enjoy your life smarter and, and better. Um, and I think uh, there's a couple of things for me that really kind of stand out about the system in particular um, in relation to if you if you kind of buy this idea, this sort of, um, I guess, Carlos Castaneda for agreements idea that that you want to do your personal best, but your personal best changes, right, based on how you're how you're actually doing. Um, the simple example, you know, when people everyone recognizes when they're ill, you know, that that they can't do as much as when they're as when they're healthy. Um, and for me, having the more I invest in and get sharp at and make habitual um, thinking about my future self in relation to um, stating those actions very clearly, very simply, and very much in terms of what it looks like to get started, uh, the better a chance I have when I'm like you, kind of at the end of um, end of a busy busy patch. Um, to still engage with those lists and do what's appropriate to my energy level, and there's just a there's just a nice feeling I think about that to say, look, you know, I don't have to just do absolutely nothing. And sometimes you do, and sometimes that's appropriate, and it's great to have bookmarks in place that you can just step away completely. But sometimes, you know, um, it it's useful to be able to say, look, I'm doing what I can. And I know that, I recognize that, I trust that, you know, that I'm doing my bit, I'm doing my personal best. Um, and you can see that through an externalized system that you are ticking off those things that you can do in, in that moment that you can keep ticking over or, or you're using what kind of remaining little energy you have before you really need to disconnect for a weekend and rest to focus on the most important things, on the things that, that really matter. And then you kind of are making negotiations with yourself, like, look, really need to do this, really need to get through this thing. Um, and and we know it's the right thing to do. And once we're done, downtime. So to, to me, that system facilitates that in a whole different way than the kind of, oh, hope, hope it's right, not really sure, you know, um, go, you know, working from home, go downstairs and see if there's any more cheese in the fridge and, you know, <laughs> kind of, kind of uh, less productive behaviors um, that, um, that creep in when you're not really sure what your options are. So to me, that, that was one of, one of the big, um, the big keys, I think, to recovering well and being productive in ways that are appropriate when you're not, when you're not on your A game, which is not always. Yeah, I think, you know, as you're talking about it, what's what's occurring to me is that I think, of course, this is very personal and and how one of the things that's always fascinated me about GTD is that it supports you regardless of how of, of how high you set your standards in terms of your own productivity. Right. So, you know, I think about the people that we've worked with over the years who are just, you know, they are giving um, their, in many cases, their professional lives, uh, huge focus, getting a, an enormous amount done. GTD helps them to make sure that they're being as productive as they possibly can be. The boss notices, they get promoted, you know, I mean, and, and that's what they want to do. And GTD absolutely supports them in that. And I think at the other end of the spectrum, you know, GTD, if you, if you are so minded, GTD helps you to explore the limits of your own laziness, 
right? In other words, how how lazy can I be without getting fired, right? You, and if you're if you're motivated more in that direction, then GTD can also provide you with the support for that. So it's a it's always something that's been for me, I think, uh, fascinating and and I think surprising to a lot of the people that I've worked with over the years that that we don't make sort of any any going in assumptions about how productive you want to be, you know, how much how much of your life do you want to focus on, you know, your professional work as it were, how much, you know, do you, are, are you looking to create more space with your friends and family? If so, great. Are you looking to get, you know, 20% more done at the office so the boss notices and you get that big job? Great, right? We can help you either way. Um, so, and I think, again, you know, people who come into our work, come into our world and, and take part in the seminars or the, the coaching, quite often I think they come in with this assumption that that what we want for them is that they will be as productive professionally as they can be, right? The company has paid for this seminar. The company wants me to work harder. The company wants me to get more done. And, you know, of course, all, all companies want to get the most out of their people. But at the same time, you know, when it comes to when it comes to the work, ultimately it's going to be the, the individual that's driving what, you know, their own standards are going to set, um, are going to set what what productive enough looks like, if you will. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a really, really good point. Um, that productivity isn't this um, isn't this objective thing that's the same for everyone. And it's really, um, you know, in terms of as you said, standards or this idea of personal best. It's not the same even for one person, moment to moment. Right. It's mm-hmm. it's going it's going to vary. And as as you so well put, I think um, it. One of the wonderful things to me about GTD is it meets you where you are. It meets you where you are, and it helps you move to kind of where where you want to be in relation to that. And one of the one of the factors, you know, we talk about this in the seminar in terms of just the psychological game of um, of managing your commitments. Um, one of the the big things to me, well, what prompted it, weird weirdly enough, I'm such an associative person as I'm, I'm today drinking out of one of my favorite mugs. Um, I don't know if you can see it on camera, but it says, I work hard so my cat can have a better life. And uh, <laughs> I, I love it because what it reminds me is that um, in a way, if you don't if you don't appreciate yourself for some of these things that you do that are, you know, within your integrity, part of your personal best that, that won't necessarily be highly recognized by others, um, your cat certainly won't, right? You know, your your, your cat <laughs> your cat's just gonna, you know, want want the better food all the time and, and whatever else. So, there is something about managing your commitments and ticking things off and seeing that you've done that and being able at the end of a day to say, "I did a good day." You know, I was a, I was a little tired, I was a little subpar, whatever today, but I did an appropriate day for where I was at and what was true for me. And then on other days when you're just firing on all cylinders, you go, whoa, you know, I did a good day, you know, given given that I was really energized, really, you know, uh, raring to go, I did a good day for, for that. So um, that element of appreciation, that kind of feedback loop that happens when you just tick stuff off and go, yay, did it, right, and move on to the next, um, to me is a big, big factor in yeah, in I, I guess what I'd call the integrity of maintaining your personal best, whether or not whether or not the external circumstances always recognize that. I, I think probably the people that came up with your mug had no idea the depth of thinking that could could have laid behind 
behind that uh, that 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 phrase. Um, yeah, no, I think I, I think you're right. I think it's a uh, it's a it's a very personal consideration. It's a very uh, it's it's one of the things that we want to help people to get clear on is what what does good enough look like for me, right? And it's funny. I was I was reading something recently about what seems to be a trend uh, in the workplace. As I as I read the article, especially amongst folks who are entering the workplace, you know, uh, uh, millennials and the generation after them. Uh, and again, I, I don't know any reason why this would be specific to that generation, but uh, the, the phrase that was used to describe it is rise and grind. And the idea is that you're, you're, what you're doing is dedicating as much energy as possible to, uh, you know, to, to your job. Um, and it took me back. I was, it, I was reflecting on the fact that, you know, back in the dot-com days, I remember vividly reading an, an article. It was an interview with somebody who was starting a dot com or was involved in a, in a in a startup, and and he he described his family, his uh, his wife and his children, as um, as basically as uh, sources of friction, as things that helped him. Sorry, that kept him. From getting done the things that he wanted to get done, I found that I found that, as you might imagine, a little interesting in terms of in terms of life choices. But but you know, I mean, kind of kind of going back to it, I think there is in in any culture, corporate culture, um, national culture. I think there's going to be there 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 will be people who are saying, hey, you know, I am I really am about achievement in the professional sphere. That's what drives me. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning. That's where I want to put my energy. And I don't want to, you know, I, I, I don't want to say to that person, no, that's wrong. You need to spend more time with your family. That's ultimately a decision that they need to make. Um, I think for a lot of people that said, what's, <clears throat> excuse me, what's quite interesting is that, that some people don't realize that there is a balance to be had between, you know, between professional achievement and personal you know, satisfaction, right? So, so if we make, uh, you know, just to put sort of top line numbers on, if we make somebody, you know, 15% more productive, right? Well, that's the better part of a chunk of day in a standard work week, right? So then all of a sudden we're asking the question, okay, well, let's say we freed up six, six hours in a, in a week for you. What are you going to do with those six hours? You're going to go home early. You're going to, you know, keeping in mind, you will get done as much as you got done before, right? Because you're more efficient. What are you going to do with that extra time? And I think, again, I think whenever that question comes up, whether it's in a seminar or coaching, I just love that question. You know, just seeing what people say, because I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to try to um, enforce motivation. That's wrong. That's ultimately down to the individual. Have you ever seen people be um, afraid of the extra time? Have you seen that next thing where people kind of go, I don't know what I'd do if I wasn't just busy, busy, busy? Absolutely. Like, I, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this happened in, in uh, I was watching somebody else do a seminar with my master trainer hat on the other day. And this person was as distracted. I mean, you know, taking phone calls in the seminar. We had to ask her, of course, to step out. She was, um, you know, she was checking emails the whole time. She was, she was not in the room in all kind of practical ways. And so, you know, we had a quiet word with her at one of the, at one of the breaks and, and she didn't say it in so many words, but basically her own, what, what, what seemed to be the case was that her own value, her own worth was tied up in 
being busy. That was the most important thing, right? And what was frustrating for me about that was not, you know, not that she, you know, didn't completely embrace GTD, um, but more just that what, what she seemed to be missing there was that she was letting the world, right, all of these individual interactions drive her. So she was reacting to every email as it arrived. She was, you know, texting. I don't, I don't even know. But she was, she was using her mobile device an awful lot during the seminar. And I th the, the question which I wanted, well, I did ask her, and she wasn't really ready for this question. But I said to her, you know, come the end of a day, do you generally have the sense that given the big picture, you focused on the right things? And her answer was pretty much, well, I don't need to worry about the big picture because the world keeps me as busy as I want to be. Wow. Very interesting response. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, as, as you're talking, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that wh whether your motto is, you know, rise and grind, which I think really should only apply to baristas, but, but that's a personal, <laughs> personal value judgment there that, Nicely you know, done. that I should withhold. Um, <laughs> So we can edit that out or maybe not. <laughs> um, but whatever your value system, whatever your standards, whatever you or believe about yourself as human beings, there's some there's some fundamental things that that um, we come across. And not to totally bum out the mood here, but um, but I will. Um, you know, I mean, we all will at some point experience bereavements of some kind right you know whether it's it's losing a loved one or a divorce for is a kind of bereavement um illness was short term but for some people longer term you know illness or even even chronic situations and what's amazing again to me about gtd is i've worked with people uh, you know and experienced gtd help in all of those situations i've experienced gtd create a sense of um you know connection to being able to, you know, carry on and maintain um, some positive, productive engagement with the world in very intense emotional and, and physical circumstances, right? And like I said, you know, the, like the world's kind of, in, in my world, somewhat divided into those those who have, have suffered and, and those who haven't yet, right? You know, it's, again, not to totally, totally depress everyone, but but in a way, you know, because GTD can meet you where you are, um, you know, that that game of the busy, busy, busy trap, um, you know, at, at my experience at some point, the music's going to stop there, you know, and I was like, well, what have you built to sustain yourself through um, through through tougher times? And for me, I can say, you know, being having an ingrained habit of being able to think about my future self and define what I need to do. And then having that other ingrained habit of going and picking off the things that are appropriate to do to engage um, can just really make make a huge difference, you know, um, in in one's life and in one's well-being, you know, psychologically and and even even physically, just feeling like you can you can um, you know carry on um, in a productive way um, can have a huge effect. Can have a huge effect in tough times. And I, I hate to say it, but some some level of tough times i don't think anyone's is is, is exempt from so mm -hmm. so so maybe if we could kind of um i'm just you know the, the umbrella idea here right was that there is this there's this idea of being um 
being sensitive to being being kind of self-aware about the fact that we are not always at our at our on our productive best that's in some ways that's sort of the wrong way to put it you know you sort of you do the best you do the best you can with the situation that you're in right whether that's your energy level or your context or whatever you know whatever the the the, um, criteria are that are determining what to focus on so if we were going to kind of boil this down and sort of say to people okay well here are your here are your top takeaways from this in terms of what what you recommend that they implement and how they work what would you um what kind of what kind of uh, guidance would you give them? Yeah, that's a good, great question. And I think, you know, you were you were talking about how do how do we define this this term of? Uh, to me, there's an unreasonable ideal. That's how, what I would call it: an unreasonable ideal that doesn't match the circumstances sometimes of of what's true for you. So, getting real about what is to me is a lot of what GTD is about. Getting um, a complete current inventory. Just a just a projects and actions. Just starting there, even if you haven't processed every email out of your inbox, but at least creating some focus in that way, putting a putting a kind of stake in the ground. Again, to me, um, you know, one one of the things it creates is an externalized mechanism to be able to see yourself succeeding, ticking things off, getting stuff done, um, and then being able to acknowledge, hey, I got stuff done today. I may not have met some ideal. But that ideal may not have been realistic to the circumstances of the day either, right? I was in back-to-backs, but I made good use of my 15-minute breaks, you know, or, or, or whatever. Or I had a stonking head cold, and you know, and I made reasonable use of the day anyway. Or, or, or you know, you know season that one to taste. But yeah, for me, the um, the acknowledgement cycle in in GTD is a huge part of knowing, you know, am I am I giving it my personal best? Um, or am I holding out an unreasonable standard, or am I kind of just slacking off? Mm-hmm. What What about you? What are What are some of your kind of takeaways you'd want people to take from this? Yeah, it's uh, again. I think it's a fascinating. It is a fascinating area of of personal exploration for a lot of people. And I think um, asking yourself some, uh, you know, just riffing on what you were just saying. I think it would be interesting for people to think about. When are they generally in the course of their day or their week? You know, just pay attention to when do you think you're kind of generally at your mental, you know, in your mental optimal state? When are you in this just kind of, oh boy, oh boy, you know, I've got, I've got two brain cells left to rub together and, and that's kind of it, right? So I want to have, um, you know, I want to be, I want to be clear about in a general week, not, not of course that you then don't, you know, you, you, Put that in a spreadsheet and then you never vary from it but just kind of generally and 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 over time starting to uh try to align the type of activity that you choose to uh engage in with what your energy levels seem to be right so do a little bit of kind of forward planning around all that and you know uh modify you know as as time goes by as as, as seems appropriate um and I think, you know, it's interesting, I, I when I was uh, in, in my career, back when I was working in large corporates, I think I used to beat myself up a lot for not engaging in things which, in retrospect, were, you know, were not things that in the state that I was in, there was any productive way for me to really engage in, right? And so one of the things that I've, I've taken away from that is that I've stopped beating myself up. And, and that's quite positive. It doesn't mean that those things don't get done, but it just means that I don't have this, this sense that, you know, everything important in my life should all be focused on at the same time, which is, of course, I know a, 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 
if not a conscious thought, then probably a subconscious thought that an awful lot of people have, some sort of subconscious sense that a lot of people have is, you know, there's there are all of these things that have piled up in my life and I should be doing them all right now. Right. And so I think um, again, whether your whether your standards are I want to set the world on fire and I want to, you know, uh, found the, the next uh, greatest company and, and from a corporate point of view or from a, you know, from an organizational point of view, make something happen. Great. And, and also for those folks who just want to, you know, see their kids at bedtime every evening. Um, uh, we, we've got something, you know, the methodology certainly has something to help folks who make, um, make those kinds of life choices and really anything in between. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've, we've seen it, we've experienced it, and um, we'd love to hear your thoughts and, and feedback as well. I think this is this is probably a good, good place to kind of um, wrap up and um, just say, if you do have thoughts, questions, anything that this has sparked or provoked or prompted, um, or suggestions for future episodes, um, things that you might want us to cover, info at next-action.eu, info at next-action.eu. Um, drop us an email we're always happy to hear from you uh, meanwhile from todd uh, from me thanks for tuning into this go and um, hopefully get get real be kind to yourself um, and use gtd uh, wherever you find yourself to um, to be more productive and hopefully more happy do that and we'll see you next time <laughs>